Hey guys, Endless55 here. I'm just going to do a quick short intro so you guys can listen to this episode. It was kind of a spontaneous thing we did. We decided to try to get this recorded and released right before the tournament starts this weekend. But uh, I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to Arvin and Bleco. Uh, they've really helped us get this project rolling. Uh, Arvin's been answering all of our questions right away and Bleco pretty much does whatever we need as quick as possible, so I'm going to give a quick shout out to them. They've been a huge help. Um, episode of the podcast is uh, just a quick overview of all the Super Evil Megacorp rules for this upcoming tournament. We kind of read the rule book and thought we would just break it down for everyone, and you guys have a chance to listen to it and kind of uh, get a feel for what's going to be happening this weekend. Time for rolling. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boy Top. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. Because it goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boy Top. Oh, Lost Boy Top. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround. Hey everyone, welcome back. Endless55 here. I'm joined by my co-host, Crude Sloth. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Pretty good. So, uh, we're recording this on the first day of releasing uh, Time for Rolling Esports. Um, so we've had a a lot of people listen to that already, so if you have, thanks thanks a bunch for listening to that. Thank you, we appreciate that. It's been a crazy couple of days, there's been a lot going on, but we're, we're back at it. We're uh, recording again, we decided that with the upcoming tournament, there's so many rules and so much small details that a lot of people may not know about, so we decided to read the official rules, kind of break that down, and we try to pick out some of the important details that people may not know about. This episode of the podcast can kind of be used as like a reference point where you guys can kind of go back to the, you know, iTunes, whatever you listen and re-listen to the episode if you have like a, a question about the rules. So, I mean, it's going to be a shorter episode. It's going to be a lot of rules and a lot of the breaking down of the specific rules that Vainglory has for these upcoming tournaments. Um, so the official schedule of these splits, I know in the first episode I talked about how we would talk about split two uh, coming up March uh Split two of like the March 17th and 18th. So I know I have mentioned that, but like split two is actually April 15th and May 7th. There's not, the, the two weekends aren't two different splits. It's just like part one of split one. So yeah, split one starts March 11th to April 9th, and split two is from April 15th to May 7th, and that's for both EU and NA. And these splits, all these matches kind of happen like in a certain order. So the community challenger matches, those happen, like, they've been happening throughout this week. There's still uh, teams left. They'll happen next week as well, leading up in between these Vanglory 8. And these are all, they're kind of different depending on the region. Yeah, something you guys might not know, um, VGL is the EU side, and then VIS is the NA side. 
So all those streams, like, you know, VGL, well, they'll stream the EU and the VIS. They kind of stream in it. There's, like, you know, 64 teams. It's a lot to deal with. So those two, they're partnered up with, you know, SEMC. They do those side tournaments and help out with that. So while these are going on, Vanglory 8, that's the big one that starts this weekend with the eight teams. There's two weekends of that. And after those kind of tournaments happen and these community challenger, those have been decided, that's when the challenge battles will happen. And then... This all leads up to the Unified Spring Championship. So, yeah, let's take a look at the Community Challengers then. This is obviously a best-of-three format, just like it normally is. There's 64 teams in both you know, NA and EU. So three of the top teams in both regions are going to have a chance to participate in the challenge battles that will happen after Vanglory 8. So, I mean, do you want to break down those rules? Yeah, so for the challenge battle battles, the top community challenger teams can take on the bottom three EVIL 8 teams. So basically what's that saying? You get three teams from EU, and you have the three teams from NA. And they each get uh, to take on the three teams from the bottom of the EVIL 8. So let's say you're finished first for EU. That first team gets to pick which of the three bottom EVIL 8 teams they want to go up against. Um that's the advantage of being the first place. You get you get to pick. Next team gets to pick between the next two, so on and so forth. The last team on there has to play whatever team is left. Right. So this kind of lets some like diversity happen here, where a team doesn't have to get stuck with one team. It lets them you know choose which team they may think they perform best against, whether they've performed you know good or good against them in the past, or it kind of gives that diversity, which I really like. And so let's say this challenger team does defeat this evil eight team. What happens then is that challenger team will take their place and that V8 team, that uh, Vanglory 8 team will be the top seed of the next community challenge. So they kind of get booted, they'll take their place. And if somehow, you know, it's a, definitely a possibility if multiple of these bottom three Vanglory 8 teams lose, just the higher seed of the Vanglory 8 team will be the top seed then for the next upcoming community challenge. So the point system is how SCMC tracks seedings for teams and points really matter. Um, this year the rules changed and points um, earned during both splits will be used to determine the seeding for the Unified Spring Championships. They don't reset. Each split matters just as much as the other. We mentioned that during the first podcast. Um, so you want to break down how the point system works? Yeah, so basically... For the first match on the Saturday, that first game, you get two points if you win that match. Uh, moving on to the next day, Sunday, then if you win the semifinals, you get another two points. And if So then you'll make it to the grand finals. And once you're in the grand finals, if you win that, you get another two points. You're at a total of six points there. Now, it says that if you get first or second place, you are automatically granted two more points. That'll be your total of eight points. Exactly. So... The thing that matters is each match. So as that second place team that finishes in the finals, they can have, if they take a match during that series, they'll get another point too. So it could be eight and seven, it could be eight and six, and that can all matter in these upcoming tournaments. All these points are going to, you know, every point's really going to matter. So, I mean, points are a big thing to look out. They can be kind of confusing on who gets points where, but even if you lose... If you can take a match from a team, you can get a point for it. It is worthy to note, though, that the max amount of points you can get is eight. Yeah, that is it. So the first per the first team will have eight points, no matter what. Correct. And there is a chance for like a tiebreaker, a tie thing, or a situation to happen. So they have in the rule book 
like there's like six different tiebreakers and you know like the first one the first one that will take an effect is like you know head to head if each of the tied teams have played each other once the best team will win the tiebreaker um if that one's not or applicable the next high the team with the highest uh match win percentage in the spring season will win the tiebreaker and then there's a bunch of other listed and if you know if none of those work basically at the end if none of those work it comes down to a coin flip the good yeah. old-fashioned so coin i mean flip. heads or tails your, your chances are you don't <laughs> yeah so i guess one thing that most people probably don't really think about is you know how they pick uh a side to b side during the draft phase i mean when we just play you know during our rank matches we just get thrown into a and b it's not really based off of anything so i mean we read the rules we dove into that and to really figure out how you know each of these tournaments which team gets a and b so um for like the community challengers the higher seed they get side a uh for challenger battles the defending v8 team the vanglory 8 team will be assigned a and that's just basically because that the community, whatever team's coming out of the community, they're challenging the Vanglory 8. So, you know, they're the ones that will get the uh, side A. Um, for Vanglory 8, like the tournament that's coming up this weekend, um, the team side is selected randomly. So side A and side B is selected before season even starts randomly. That's not based on seeding or anything like that. Um, and then for the very last one, for the Unified Spring Championship, the higher the seed... Um, they'll get side A, and if there's a tie, so if it's like both seeds are two are playing each other, then it's going to be a coin toss. But what I did read is that side A can pick to be side B if the tourney allows. So that's yeah. only for, I don't believe that's for community challengers, that you can't, you can't do that on that Yeah, it, the different tournaments, it changes based off of that. But, I mean, that just gives those teams, I'm sure, um, they have their preferences on if they want side B, side A, to be on what kind of comp they're trying to pull, it's easier to get it maybe on side B than side A. So I'm sure those teams going into that, you know, if they can defer and get the different side, that's probably a big strategy point that a lot of people may not think of is that they may want that side B instead of side A. So, I mean, that's definitely something to think about during when you're watching this weekend is, you know, who got side A for what reason. I mean, this weekend is Vanglory 8, so there is no reason to that. And there probably is no way to defer since it was all random and it was selected that way. So we're going to take a look at heroes here and what they say about new hero releases. Um, basically, a new hero released during a season, it can only be used if it can be unlocked using Glory, and that is one week before the event. So, I mean, we were watching, you know, some of the Challenger series going on this week. I mean, they're not allowed to use Grumpjaw. We obviously just got Grumpjaw not long ago. Um, I know you can buy Grumpjaw now at the Glory. I don't know if it's been a week yet. I mean, I know the Challenger series can't, so I don't think Glory 8 this weekend will be able to use it, but I guess we'll have to see. I mean... I don't see why not. I say we. I hope, I hope they can. I, <laughs> I say we put Grump Jaw in the mix and see what happens because <laughs> the fact that you can eat someone and take them two turrets deep and spit them out and let the turret shoot you in your face, that's pretty impressive. And then with the rest of your team there to help attack that, that's, that's GG right there. <laughs> we saw Flash X do it on a stream when they first came out. He was messing around. He, like, ate someone with Grump Jaw in his... I don't know if he was with Von C, but Von C pinged in front of him. He spits out the person he ate as Von C was cruel and threw the sword, and Flash is like, GG, that's going <laughs> to be an insane uh, comp. So, I mean, this is something to look out for in, like, the future upcoming tournaments. I mean, I don't know if they've totally announced the next hero when that's going to be released, but, I mean, if it's released early, 
or really close to the next weekend, it definitely won't be allowed to be used. And I know updates are kind of the same way. You can't if an update is released um, right before a tournament, they'll play on the last patch. And I think it was two weeks. The update has to be out for two weeks in order for them to play on the next patch. So that also changes. Obviously, each patch changes greatly. Let's talk about winning conditions, actually. Um, Endless, are you aware how you can win a a Vanguard Yeah, so when we were reading the rules, this was actually something that we had to read a lot. We were super confused. So the first way you win is destroy the Vane Crystal. Yes, I, I did know that, actually. And we don't do that often, honestly, when we play. We normally don't get there yeah like once a week maybe so the other way you can win which normally that's how we lose (laughs) is just by forfeiting and we're just like we give up and we're done white flag yep so that's the other way you can win is by forfeiting or a team's dq'd so i hope no one gets dq'd this weekend but yeah i think the main thing we took away from reading this rule is you have to destroy the bane crystal that's the only way you can win yep so yeah, but on a, on a more serious note, let's get back to the serious rules. Um, match disruptions. I know since we, we're not PC here, we don't have direct connection internet, disconnects and lag issues can happen. Hopefully, you know, all devices, they're, you know, the tournament location, it's got good Wi-Fi. Um, these online tournaments, that can be kind of a hard situation because, you know, someone may be playing from a home Wi-Fi and may have some connectivity issues. But during these actual on-site matches, basically a pause can happen. There's, you know, there's the referees up there that will um, re- or issue these pauses if a player feels like they are having an issue or their device isn't performing correctly. You know, event staff is going to do their best to uh, get them help. If they have issues with device, I know it says in the rules that they'll have backup devices just in case that they can you know, give to them and have them use um, but, you know, pauses only happen during a specific time, right? Yeah, I mean, so you have to raise your hand, and a referee will approach, from what I understand, they will approach and determine whether it is a a, a viable pause. Um, for example, you can't pause in the middle of a team fight, and you can't pause when there is a team objective being taken or any objective on the map. It has to be at a down point or a downtime in the gameplay. The last big tournament that kind of ends up the whole spring season, of course, is the Unified Spring Championship. And, you know, we talked about this in the first episode, but this is something I think we're all really excited about. We kind of get this NA versus EU. And, you know, it used to be where we would just have the NA Championship somewhere here, and then we would also have the EU over in Europe. But now we're bringing the SEMC is bringing these two things together. So I think we're all really excited to see this. NA versus NA, EU versus EU, and then we kind of get this mix up in it. So there's a lot, there's different rules for this. I mean, all these matches are going to be best of five. Like we mentioned already, the higher seed gets side A, of course. So day one, how, how it gets broken down is basically day one is going to be regional play. So that's going to be NA versus NA, EU versus EU. And then day two is actually when it'll first cross over, and it's called cross region play. That will be NA versus EU. Um, day three is your semifinals and grand finals. Um, that is based on remaining competitors regardless of the region. So basically, it could be all NA at the top and then EU at the bottom or vice versa. That doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just, it, that's just how that is. Right. And day two will be, you know, those matches are going to be seeded. So based off how the teams did in their uh, designated regions, 
Um, the top team in NA is going to play, you know, the teams from EU, and that's all going to be based off of seeding. Well, we know, of course, all these players are playing for something. You know, there's the prize pool. These teams aren't just competing for bragging rights, even though I know a lot of these teams, they have a, they're out there to prove themselves. You know, these, some of these new organizations, they want to, you know, show some people that there's this serious deal, that they're here to make a name for themselves. Um, but, you know, there is money involved. You know, there's approximately $165,000, and that's split up throughout the whole thing. So, you know, these teams during the community, cha- uh, the community challenger, you know, they're getting money for winning that. Vanglory 8, you're getting money for winning that, all the way up to the Unified Spring Championship, which is a total of $75,000 split throughout all those 12 teams. You know, if you finish 12th, you're still walking away with $2,000. So, you know, these, there's definitely things on the line here. It's not just for bragging rights. You know, these organizations, you know, this is this is their career. So this is this is why they've been practicing. This is what they've been working for. And, I mean, there are a lot of small rules in this giant rule book we read, and they have some specific ones that a lot of people never think of. So did you read any rules that you were your favorite that you want to share real quick at the end? Uh, yeah, I, have, I mean, there's a couple of them. But for one of them, I think my favorite one was they were talking about how um, for, for whatever reason, if there was a really long pause, whether you know whether it's a Wi-Fi issue or anything like that, um, if there's a really long pause, you can raise your hand and the ref or f- official will come over and ask you what you need. If it was, they were talking about for bathroom breaks or to get a, a refreshment. Um, basically, you have to have a chaperone. If you need to go to the restroom, you have to have a chaperone go with you, and you have to leave your electronic device there just to make sure that a you're not communicating with anyone other than your teammates. And B, you're not trying to cheat. Because you know your analyst is definitely hiding in the bathroom stall, and you're about to go to the bathroom and get some <laughs> tips before you go back because, you know, they how, can't have... How can you cheat on your way to the bathroom? You can I... talk to your coach and say, hey, how am I going to win this game, man? Oh, man. Also, you can get some refreshment, but it has to be given to you from yes. the event staff. Because your mom in the stands cannot give you... False. She could be giving you some type of brain power water that okay. will help you, you know. You never know what's going to happen. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, my favorite one is, you know, these events can be dangerous. Crazy stuff happens. Light falls from the ceiling. Hope SCMC is not responsible for any harm, death, anything like that at their events. So, you know, definitely attend these events at your own risk. But, I mean, other than those small rules that we were joking around about, I think we pretty much covered all the the main rules and the main specific tournament rules and things that can actually affect the game. So, I mean, that's pretty much it for this episode. I mean, are you are you pumped for this weekend? I'm excited. I can't wait. What, what's the one thing you're looking forward to the most? Oh, man. Uh, probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most is to see if we're going to get a C9 versus Hammers rematch in the end. C9 hasn't dropped a game yet, so we'll see if they continue that. Yep, yep. But uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Well, thanks for listening to the second episode of Time for Rolling Esports by Time for Rolling Productions. Um, I know last time we said our next episode would be us reviewing uh, what our predictions were and looking ahead to the next weekend but we had this kind of spontaneous episode here. So I know next episode we will be doing that. We'll also be probably looking at the Challenger Series since those will be the last final matches, and that's kind of important to know. But go ahead and follow us on uh, at Twitter at uh, TFR underscore esports. Uh, you can find information there. We'll be tweeting out probably some live tweets for the tournaments this weekend and also be looking out for some upcoming giveaways. Thanks again, and I hope you guys enjoyed.
time for rolling.